Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is a special episode of Know the Lore. My name is Chris, aka Sparta Chris. Yes, I know I am saying something different. I used to go by Slurred Nerd. That has all changed. There is a video on one of my YouTube channels that explains that. There is a link in the show notes here. You can go there and see that video if you want an explanation for that. But no longer Slurred Nerd. Going by Sparta Chris, the I in Sparta Chris is a one because regular Spartacus was taken. But hey, it looks kind of cool, and it, and it goes with, with the gamer tag, right? And that means no longer Slur Nerd on Twitch, on YouTube, uh, on the PlayStation Network. And in fact, I've basically dropped the PlayStation Network right now that is only being used for streaming. You can join me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Spartacris, if you like. Also, you can look for Spartacris Gaming on YouTube, where I will be doing a bunch of Let's Plays and occasionally archive some of my Twitch footage. Uh, again, links below in the show notes. But this episode of Know the Lore is special because we are not covering lore on this one, hence the specialness, even though lore is supposed to be part of the whole thing here. But I feel like this will be a lot of fun because this is going to bring in some pieces of lore from some of these characters in some of the casting decisions for a live-action Overwatch film, which we will probably never actually get. But hey, here's hoping. So we're going to go through every hero on the roster and who we think should play them. Now, I thought about each character very carefully, and the casting choices were determined by several different factors, including look, personality, acting ability, acting experience, and synergy with the rest of the cast. I seriously put way too much thought into some of these choices, guys and gals. And I'm going to be honest. In reality, an Overwatch movie featuring every character is pretty much impossible, at least including uh, one film with everybody in it and giving them all their due diligence. There's just too many characters and storylines, and not enough of those storylines intersect just yet for them all to be in the same places at the same time. While I know people are going to point out some of the Avengers films for this, as a contrary... However, even though there was a lot of characters included in things like Avengers Infinity War or Avengers Endgame, there was tons of other movies that led up to those. 20-something movies, in fact, where we got to know the personalities and got to grow with these characters to that point. If all of these characters were just introduced in Avengers Endgame, everyone would be super lost and we wouldn't have the emotional connection to all of them like we did the way they set it up. That said, we're going to go through our casting choices in three phases. The main unit that we're going to call Team Overwatch, which will comprise of our main protagonists, including characters that were formerly a part of the team, along with some characters I suspect could be recruited into a new formation or new generation of the team of Overwatch. Then we're going to move on to Team Talon with the same ideas in mind with a couple possible recruits that maybe aren't a part of Talon right now as the game stands. And then finally, we'll move on to our more neutral characters that don't necessarily fit in either category. But first, let's kick it off with Team Overwatch. We need a solid lead for Soldier 76, and I'm going to warn you right now, I think that this casting choice is the one I'm going to take the most flack over. But stay tuned for the rest, because I promise things will make sense. But my choice for Jack Morrison is Hugh Jackman. 
If you live under a rock and don't know who this actor is, he's been the star of several movies playing Wolverine and led major films such as Les Miserables, The Fountain, The Prestige, and The Greatest Showman, just to name a few. He is a solid action star that we know can play a gruff character, and he is no longer tied down by the Fox X-Men franchise. Thank God. Jackman is no stranger to stunt work, and the best part is he can age with this character. He would need some aging for the film for sure, but the golden part of this is we could easily do flashbacks with himself now playing a younger version, and then add the makeup and things like that for him to play the current age Soldier 76. We know Jackman has a dynamic range, but with Jack Morrison being a rough and tough veteran character who happens to also be homosexual, that could really give Jackman more depth than he's had before with any of his action hero roles. Additionally, Hugh Jackman has had experience with several other casting choices that we're going to make here. Next up, we need Soldier's right-hand lady, Captain Anna Amari, played by Sheree Agdashlu, who has the perfect look and amazingly memorable voice that actually sounds a lot like Anna Amari in the game. Sheree is an Emmy-nominated actress with major appearances in 24, House of Saddam, The Expanse, and The Punisher Season 2. She also has experience, though minor, working with Hugh Jackman. What's nice about this choice, too, is I've seen her on the list for Anna Amari in almost any other fan cast out there right now, so obviously she's a great choice for this role. Alright, we're going to stay old school for a little bit and grab some more of our other Overwatch veterans, starting with Reinhard Wilhelm, played by Ralph Müller, a 60-year-old German actor and former bodybuilder who stands at a towering 6 foot 6 inches tall, making him, well, basically Reinhardt. You may have seen him in the past, playing Conan in the TV series Conan the Adventurer, or making appearances in the movie Gladiator, Cyborg, The Viking Sagas, The Scorpion King, and Pathfinder. With some gray added to the hair and a gnarly scar on one eye, Muller just wouldn't look the part, but he's also strong enough to carry the weight of heavy armor as needed for the role, and can absolutely look like a natural swinging a giant hammer. I thought casting Torbjorn was going to be really difficult. I mean, looking around anywhere else, people are imagining short actors like Danny DeVito. I can't believe somebody threw that one out there. I love Danny DeVito, but no, no way. Or people can't get their heads out of the box and immediately think of someone like John Rhys-Davies who played Gimli in the Lord of the Rings series. But thankfully, guys and gals, we are more creative than that, right? And applying the same type of camera tricks and effects to create Gimli, we can have the man really born to play our beloved Torbjorn. And that's Christopher Heaview, most widely recognized for playing the lovable wildling Tormund Giantsbane in HBO's Game of Thrones. Let me tell you right now, there is no one better to play Torbjorn. Not only can he achieve the perfect look, he has an amazing personality to match which can make this character the slightly silly, possibly somewhat absurd route he would need to be while also maintaining a strength and wisdom about him. Next we'll bring in the man, er, ape, who's bringing everyone back together. The heart and brains of Overwatch, Winston. What's tricky about this character is he's going to have to be CGI, and I didn't want to go the route everyone is thinking, we're not immediately going to shoehorn Andy Serkis in. Yes, he's talented, but I'm sure he is getting tired of just playing Aprils by now, and frankly, I'm tired of seeing him as everybody's fan cast. So, Winston has the voice of Overwatch. He leads you into the game, for God's sake, when you first begin. 
So with that in mind, we have two people needed to complete this character. First, for the physical motion capture performance, we're going to bring in Christopher Gordon, who's an extremely talented stuntman. Do you remember that sweet scene at the beginning of X-Men 2, X-United? Like, you know, the best X-Men movie we actually got? Uh, that scene with Nightcrawler at the beginning of the White House? Those stunts were done by Christopher Gordon. He's also experienced with mocap already for portraying Koba in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And as great a job as he could pull off with voice acting, as I said, Winston's voice is iconic, and no one can do it better than the original voice actor, Crispin Freeman, who we will absolutely be bringing in to reprise his role here. Next, we're going to move on to Tracer, who would most likely be a large focus of a live-action film, as she represents a newer generation and the hope of the better future that Team Overwatch is fighting for, much like Jack Morrison used to be. For this role, we've chosen Kate Bracken, a young and probably relatively unheard of actress from the UK, to bring along that fresh feeling without the baggage of other roles attached to her, much like many of the Marvel Cinematic roles have done for the same reason. She's spunky, energetic, has the perfect look, and has the talent to pull off the exact feel we need for our favorite time jumper. Alright, and I know everybody is wondering about Mom, everybody's favorite healing sweetheart. So let's cast our Mercy. For Mercy, we've chosen multiple award-winning actress Michelle Williams, who you may have seen in films like Brokeback Mountain, My Week with Marilyn, Shutter Island, Manchester by the Sea, and The Greatest Showman, where she acted alongside of Hugh Jackman. See? We're doing some synergy here, guys. Not only does she have the soft, classic features that are perfect for portraying that gentle, warm, and loving personality that the character Mercy would need, she also has the ability to show off that streak of fierceness to protect the ones that she cares about. For Mei Ling Zhou, we're going to go where I'm sure everyone expects us to go, because she's just too perfect of a fit, and that's going to be Kelly Marie Tran. Now, a lot of people are going to sigh and groan because they didn't like her in The Last Jedi where she portrayed Rose and everything was horrible and oh my god, but these people really have a problem with the writing and the character. Kelly did a great job for the role that she was given, and she has an extremely positive, warming personality, which is exactly what we need for our favorite awkward scientist who's typically stuck in the cold. Next up, we're going to grab a couple of our Overwatch-affiliated characters, who are formerly part of the Black Ops division known as Blackwatch, starting with Jesse McCree. I'll tell you right now, just like with Torbjorn, there is no better character to play McCree than our pick here, and that is Scott Eastwood. Not only does he look the exact part, I mean, you don't have to do any makeup with him. Just let him grow his hair a little bit and let him keep his scruff. And he is able to carry himself with the absolute same amount of charm and swagger the character McCree needs. And to make it even better, McCree was based around Scott's father, Clint Eastwood. It's almost like Scott was destined for this role. And who are we to deny destiny? Our next character is one I struggled with a little bit because I wanted to find a young, up-and-coming Asian actor to play the perfect Genji that wouldn't be the extreme obvious choice. For that reason, we've picked actor, stuntman, and amazing martial artist, John Fu. John is a relatively new face to the scene, and most recently he can be seen in the Rush Hour TV series portraying Detective Jonathan Lee, taking over the role from the master himself, Jackie Chan which means that John Fu has the martial arts prowess needed for our favorite ninja cyborg, but also a great acting ability to accompany it. Now for the new recruits. 
These are the characters with loose or no previous affiliation with Overwatch that if the team were to be reformed in a live action movie, I see these as people that could eventually join in either an official or informal capacity. And the first is probably the most obvious, which is going to be Farah Amari. Farah is daughter of Captain Ana Amari and an obvious rock star of a character. For Farah, we're going to choose award-winning actress and feminist icon Frida Pinto, best known for her role in Slumdog Millionaire. Frida has been in plenty of film and television since her blowout role, but has really kept under the radar the last several years, making her another fresh face to add to this new generation. On to our next obvious new recruit for Overwatch, the daughter of Torbjorn, Brigitte Lindholm. For this, I needed another young actress who could show both power, beauty, and still have a slightly goofy side to her so she could really play off of her on-screen father. For that, we've chosen award-winning Swedish actress Alicia Vikander, who's no stranger to sci-fi and action, having appeared in Ex Machina, The Man from U.N.C.L.E., Jason Bourne, and played the iconic character of Laura Croft in Tomb Raider just about a year ago. We scoured through a dozen actresses, but Alicia is always the one that we keep going back to, and the one that stands out the most when we're considering another hopeful, youthful woman who can really kick some ass. Our next recruit for Team Overwatch is relative newcomer, Baptiste. It makes sense that his character would join Overwatch, as he's been on the run from his former employers in Talon, and seeks to heal and bring peace to the forgotten communities of the world. His character would play perfectly alongside a Mercy and bring fresh blood into the Overwatch team. For this role, we need another fresh face with amazing acting chops. And because of this, we've chosen Golden Globe and SAG-nominated actor John David Washington, son of the amazingly talented Denzel Washington. John definitely inherited his father's charm and acting ability, as can be seen in his appearances in HBO's Ballers and Black Klansmen. John has the look the charm, and the wit to give Baptiste a phenomenal presence on screen. I'd also see fellow healer Lucio joining the ranks of Overwatch, as he too favors the forgotten communities that have been hounded at by the Vishkar Corporation, which is basically one of the many fronts for Talon. For Lucio, we're going to go with a fan cast favorite, Donald Glover, who's not only known for giving amazing award-winning performances for his roles in Community and Atlanta, but also because of his award-winning music persona as Childish Gambino. Glover has shown a zest for life and the ability to play an energetic, upbeat character, and he has a flair for music, which is exactly what will be needed to portray a good Lucio. The final playable hero I see possibly joining the Overwatch team is Bastion, and this was tricky. Like, very tricky. Bastion could be full-blown CGI, especially because he often transforms into other modes. However, this character needs to be able to show a ton of personality, not only in the way that he moves in his robotic form, but even in the whistles and noises that he makes. For this reason, we've chosen Alan Tudyk for both the motion capture and voice work. You might recognize Alan from his roles in Dodgeball, Firefly, 310 to Yuma, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, and many other cult favorites. But he's an experienced mocap expert, having portrayed K2SO in Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and done just as much, if not more, voice work than live action roles, which includes several roles based around animal sounds over an actual voice. We believe there really is no one better suited to bring such a dynamic character to life. Notice I said Bastion was the final 
playable hero I see joining Team Overwatch. Well, I'll have you know, I'm a forward kind of thinker, which means I've got another Team Overwatch recruit that I believe we will be playing in the future, and that is Echo, who's currently been only seen in the reunion animated short centered around Jesse McCree and Ash. Echo would be another CGI character, but much more human-like than Bastion. So for this role, we've chosen Ashley Johnson. Geeks and nerds like myself may recognize Ashley from a ton of voice work and animation and her appearances on Geek and Sundry, but she's mostly recognized for her role as a child in Growing Pains and as an adult, her role as Patterson in the television series Blind Spot, where she steals the show in every scene she's in. Seriously, you remember that waitress at the end of the first Avengers film? The one that Captain America saves and later is interviewed by the news? The one that seemed to stand out from everyone else? Yeah, that's her. But that's not the only reason she'd be great for this role. She's won numerous awards and praise for her motion capture and voice performance, portraying the character of Ellie in the hit video game The Last of Us. Yeah, now you're on board, right? I thought so. Alright, so we've got a huge group for Team Overwatch, but we need some real heavy hitters for Team Talon. And trust me, we've got some great choices. But let's start with the one that's probably at the forefront, and that is going to be Reaper, aka Gabriel Reyes. For Reaper, we needed another actor of similar age to our Overwatch leading man, Soldier 76, again played by Hugh Jackman. And the actor we've chosen is Benicio Del Toro. Del Toro can perfectly capture the edgy evil bad guy with a method to his madness. So far in game we've only scratched the surface of who Reaper really is, which means there's a lot of depth to still go, and Del Toro could easily pull that off with his dynamic acting ability, not to mention he can also pull off the perfect menacing voice needed for this character. It only helps that we were able to also find an actor where we can stick to Reaper's Hispanic American roots as well. It's so easy to picture Del Toro and Jackman as these characters in a flashback fighting alongside each other, only to see their masked personas later in life ready to take each other down. It's absolutely something I would want to see on the big screen. Next up is the guy who seems to be calling all the shots, Doomfist. If you haven't noticed before, and if it wasn't extremely obvious with what I said for Reaper's casting, I'm trying to stay as true to the characters as I can as far as their heritage, because let's face it, representation is a huge part of Overwatch. Everyone around the globe should be able to see someone in this movie that looks like them, should be able to hear someone in this movie that looks like them, just like they can in the game. For this reason, we could have gone the route everybody wants and the same that they wanted for the voice actor, which would be Terry Crews, but we didn't. I love Terry Crews. He is honestly one of my personal heroes, but I'm looking for a little bit more authenticity to the character here, and for that reason, we've chosen Adewale Akinoye Agbaje. Adewale is a tall, muscular, and intimidating figure who at the same time can portray that classy, charming look that he's got about him to lure you in before he strikes. It's the exact look and persona that Doomfist needs, and it only completes the casting that we can stick with an actor of Nigerian heritage, even if he was born in the UK. He's extremely talented and has won tons of awards for his various roles, but most notably for his characters in the shows Oz and Lost. And if he needs a few prosthetics on the head of his, since Doomfist has a few things on his head in the game, he's no stranger to that either because he did portray Killer Croc in DC's Suicide Squad. 
We've got some of our big Talon powerhouses cast, so let's move on to our many femme fatales, including the ultimate one, Widowmaker. Amelia Lacroix is a complicated character who needs to be represented by an actress who can be the same. And for that, we've chosen award-winning actress Rebecca Ferguson, best known for her roles in The White Queen and for portraying MI6 agent Isla Faust in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and Mission Impossible Fallout. Ferguson is slender and fluid with a background in ballet and has proven herself an impeccable action star. These are all the qualities that we need to make a perfect Widowmaker. And again, it doesn't hurt that she has experience acting alongside our pick for Soldier 76 since she did join Hugh Jackman in the movie The Greatest Showman. Our next amazingly wicked talent lady is the mad Irish scientist Moira. This was also a tricky one at first glance. We needed someone with a very eclectic look who could portray a character that's highly intelligent and incredibly sinister. A character that can see herself akin to a god. For that, we couldn't go anywhere else but Tilda Swinton. Swinton's look is so akin to Moira, it's uncanny. And she has the strange air about her that can breathe life into this extremely complex character whose true allegiances and thoughts should never really be discernible or obvious. That's honestly Swinton's go-to if you consider her many roles. Some of the more notable ones that could stand out to you is her appearances in the Chronicles of Narnia and the Marvel Cinematic Universe as the Ancient One. There's a reason that Moira has in-game skins that are similar to David Bowie. He's an extremely fluid icon and Tilda Swinton is the only actress or actor that could ever match it. Next is our favorite talent troublemaker, or least favorite if you're playing against her, which is Sombra. For her, we've picked Gina Rodriguez. Sombra's main components are her sarcasm, mischievousness, and playfulness. Those are all qualities we can get from Rodriguez, an amazing Latina actress known for her roles in Jane the Virgin, Someone Great, and Carmen Sandiego. Oh, and did I mention she's won a ton of awards? Have you noticed that trend in these casting choices? Rodriguez has an amazing energy about her, and she's even a trained boxer, which already gives her great reflexes and agility. And once we selected her for the role, we cannot see anyone else. Maybe no one expected it, but don't worry, I do have our newbie added to the roster. If you thought Moira was a mad scientist, she doesn't hold a candle to this guy. And that is our talent tank, Sigma, who we've chosen to be played by none other than Clancy Brown. Brown has the perfect age, size, and look to play this character, and is definitely no stranger to portraying someone who's highly intelligent or completely unhinged. Here, he can be both at the same time. He can be scary, intimidating, and he has a booming voice that cannot be forgotten. Everyone still remembers him as the Kurgan from Highlander, and if you don't, you have not seen the movie. But trust me, you've seen Clancy Brown, as his movie, television, and voiceover credits are one of the longest you'll ever lay eyes on. Now, as we did for Team Overwatch, we're going to throw out some possible talent recruits. Which, the first is almost definite, as we know he was talented in the past, and we are speculating never actually left. This might be another unexpected one like Echo, but the character we're talking about here is Maga. Maga is the former friend gone antagonist to Baptiste. He's huge, menacing, and all around not a good dude. And aside from that, we don't really know much else about him. 
which is why this casting may seem a little out of place, but I will explain. For MAGA, we've chosen Idris Elba. Elba is a huge dude. We know he can play a good villain, but more than that, he can play someone with a lot of internal conflict, which he's shown in his titular character in the BBC show Luther, and his character in The Wire, which could take this character from villain to amazing villain. Additionally, if our speculation is correct, MAGA is now part Omnic, much like Genji, and Elba has experience performing with makeup, armor, and prosthetics from his roles in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Pacific Rim, and Star Trek Beyond. Oh, and again, lots of awards, guys. All of them awards. Now onto some less likely but possible talent recruits, starting with Symmetra, whom we've chosen to be played by Aparna Brielle. Aparna is an amazingly talented actress and another fresh face to add to the cast. You might recognize her from the television series AP Bio or the Kevin Smith comedy that's due to come out sometime soon, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Aparna already has experience playing an extremely intelligent young woman who happens to also be very type A, which is exactly what would be needed for a character like Symmetra, who kind of pushes the boundaries of intelligence and struggles to connect with others. That's partly due to her vast intelligence, and also partly due to being on the autism spectrum, which would give Aparna a lot of range to play with. I could see Symmetra aligning with Talon for a time through the Vishkar Corporation, but eventually defecting and maybe even joining Team Overwatch as she finally finds a home and a connection with people that could treat her with respect rather than use her genius as only a weapon. Next up is Ash, who I could see as a temporary hired gun for Talon to cause disruption for Overwatch, or could align herself with them out of spite for Jesse McCree, putting them on opposite sides of the conflict. For this role, we're going with, yes, an award-winning actress, Margot Robbie, best known for her roles in The Wolf of Wall Street, Suicide Squad, I, Tanya, and Mary, Queen of Scots. Robbie has a huge range of acting ability and is no stranger to playing the anti-hero, which really is the central core of Ash. With a cowboy hat and vest, she looks immediately like the part, and we would love to hear her with a Southern American accent just to top it off. But what about Bob, you ask? Hey, wait, that's a movie, right? In all honesty, I think giving Alan Tudyk a dual role here could do wonders for him and give him an amazing challenge, because even though Bob and Bastion are both Omnics and would be represented by CG motion capture, and also don't really speak, they act and move in very different ways. We've got two more possible guns for hire in a very limited capacity, but I really could see Talon trying to make use of these two, or at least try to exploit them. But for these two, it would be more opportunity than allegiance, and they would probably try to rob Talon as soon as they got the chance. You know who I'm talking about, but first, let's start with my personal favorite character, Junkrat. Junkrat is so off the walls bonkers and strange looking that he was one of the hardest to figure out. But the best actor to portray him is none other than Bill Skarsgård. Skarsgård comes from a large family of actors, but maybe the most standout of all of them. He's been nominated for and won several awards for his performances, but you might recognize him recently for his roles in Hemlock Grove, Castle Rock, a cameo in Deadpool 2, but most notably his portrayal of Pennywise the Clown in the recent IT series of movies. Yeah, that's him. We need bonkers, and Skarsgård can bring it in spades. And what's really helpful is his very unique look 
and no offense to him, crazy, crazy eyes, which could make him the perfect junk rat. In fact, I can picture his face doing the junk rat laugh in my head perfectly. And of course, where there's Junkrat, there's his mostly silent bodyguard, Roadhog. Now, the casting choice here could be seen as odd, but stick with us. For Roadhog, we've chosen Taylor Wiley. Something most people don't know about the character of Roadhog is that even though he's from Australia, he's of Maori descent. Maori being the indigenous Polynesian people of New Zealand. It's because of this, we looked for an actor with not only the same size, girth, and height as Roadhog, but also similar ancestry. Wiley is not only an actor, but former sumo champion, so that large body isn't just for show. We know he can bring some comedy relief from his roles in Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Hawaii Five-0, and though he may not have the acting chops of some of the others on this list, no offense to Wiley, his face would always be covered by Roadhog's famous gas mask, allowing for the original voice actor, Josh Petersdorf, to record lines separately. Seriously, a live-action Roadhog of that size with that voice is scary awesome. Okay, so we know there's several more characters we haven't covered yet, and we haven't forgotten them. These are the characters that I could see making appearances, but may not be at the main focal point of an Overwatch talent conflict. And first, we're going to start with the oddest one of them all, Hammond, aka Wrecking Ball. So obviously, this is where Andy Serkis comes in. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think Hammond in this case would need to be a full CGI character because of how small he is, and probably because of the amount he would be just writing in or on his giant ball of doom. I could see him making some kind of appearance in the Australian Outback if we get some scenes there with Roadhog or Junkrat, maybe making a connection with Winston, but who's to say? But the noises of Hammond and the voice of his Wrecking Ball counterpart have already been perfected by D. Bradley Baker and Jonathan Lipow. So why mess with a good thing? We're keeping them. Okay, I know everyone's been waiting for our favorite little Dorito Munchin, Mountain Dew Guzzling Gremlin Girl. So let's get to it. For Diva, aka Hannah Song, we really had to do some digging because honestly, American cinema is very short when it comes to the representation of young Asian females. So we did some research and landed on Celia Ao, who's made a few minor appearances in Gotham and Iron Fist, and some more notable roles in Launch 49 and Netflix's Woo Assassins. Like many of the others, she's a young, fresh-faced, but well-versed in martial arts like Kung Fu, and would be able to deliver the cute, the swagger, and the fierceness we need in D.Va to back it all up. Next, let's talk about Orisa. And we're going all out here, guys and gals, because Orisa would have to be a CGI motion capture once again, and we need a powerful actress to breathe life into this beloved Omnic character. And that actress is the stunning, and of course, award-winning actress, Lupita Nyong'o, very obviously known for her roles in 12 Years a Slave, Black Panther, and Us. But, if you didn't know, Lupita is experienced in mocap already for her performance as Maz in Star Wars The Force Awakens and its sequels. Let's be honest, no one could kill a performance like this and bring the personality that Orisa's character deserves better than Lupita Nyong'o. Next up is our Russian powerhouse, Zarya. And for her, we've chosen a powerhouse in Gina Carano, who was the face of women's MMA for many years before moving into acting, where you've likely seen her in Deadpool, 
Fast and Furious 6, Daughter of the Wolf, and the upcoming Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. Though Carano is shorter than Zarya would be, there are plenty of cinematography tricks to make her appear larger, which have been done with her before. If you look at her portrayal of Angel Dust in Deadpool, she has a huge presence as she goes toe-to-toe with Colossus. She's fit, fierce-looking, and an up-and-coming female action star, and would definitely make for a very believable Zarya. Now, of course, we can't forget about the other Shimada brother, and but of lots of Overwatch jokes, we've chosen Hiroyuki Sanada to bring someone like Hanzo to life. Just looking at a photo of him, you can already see why he was chosen. But he's a phenomenal actor with lots of experience already using a bow and being trained in various forms of martial arts. You may have already seen him before in his performances in The Last Samurai, Sunshine, The Wolverine, 47 Ronin, and Avengers Endgame. He has an undeniable on-screen presence and is perfect for portraying a character with a deep sadness and internal conflict. Our last but not least character also happens to be our last Omnic and last motion capture CGI character as well, and that's Zenyatta, the Omnic monk who taught Genji how to come to peace with himself and quell his rage. I don't think we would realistically see much of Zenyatta in a film, other than maybe a small cameo, although it's absolutely possible. So again, we need to be prepared with a phenomenal actor to play him. For that, we look to one of my favorite people of all time, Doug Jones. Doug is the most famous actor you've never seen. I say that because he's almost always covered in prosthetics or doing motion capture, but that's what makes him so good. Doug is uniquely thin and flexible with the most fluid body movement you'll ever see. And if you don't believe me, he's known for his portrayals of Abe Sapien in the Hellboy films, the Fawn and Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth, the Silver Surfer from Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, the Amphibian Man from The Shape of Water, The Ancient from The Strain, and Commander Saru from Star Trek Discovery. What's more is Doug is also a man of peace and harmony, so it wouldn't be a stretch for him to capture the perfect, balanced demeanor that is Zenyatta. Wow, we've managed to cast 33 roles for a live Overwatch film, 34 if you include Bob. I think we did an amazing job here, but I really want to know your thoughts, if you agree, and if you don't, let me know your casting choices because I'd honestly love to see what other creative ideas we in the Overwatch community can come up with. As you're listening to this, there's also a video version on my YouTube channel, Spartacus Gaming, so you can see the pictures side by side as I'm talking about them. And don't have to do any work looking things up. It is a brand new channel. I'm trying to get off the ground. So if you could, please head there and subscribe to give me some support. You can also catch my series of Let's Plays on there as well. And soon, sometime soon, you're going to start seeing more individualized recaps of the lore for some of our Overwatch characters, along with some in-game footage of that character. So again, subscribe to Spartacus Gaming on YouTube. You can also check out Rerolling, which is my other YouTube channel where I talk about my physical and mental health journey. And don't forget to go to nerdsloth.com and check out all the other podcasts I'm doing. I'm on a few new ones, including a real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Party in Peril and a show about mental health alongside of my future wife, Rochelle. I hope you guys really enjoyed this really long episode because it's so different and I was so excited to get these ideas out there. Who knows? Maybe we'll see an Overwatch movie in the future. Hey, maybe they'll hire me because of my cool ideas. I also want to thank everybody for the amazing reviews on Apple Podcasts. 
that seriously helps out the show. As of recording right now, we have a five out of five rating. That is amazing. So thank you everyone that's left a rating. Special thanks to Dana Lilly and Jeff Libtard for leaving comments along with it. I love reading those comments and hopefully I'll be able to start ruling out more and more consistent content soon. It just takes a really long time for me to gather the information and do lots of fact checking since there is no just like one database for all of this information in Overwatch. But I really appreciate your kind words. Thank you for listening, and you'll be hearing from me again soon. Chris here. If you enjoy the show, please rate, like, subscribe, comment, or share, as every little bit you do helps the show. Know the lore is recorded and produced by NerdSloth. More episodes can be found at NerdSloth.com, along with our other awesomely nerdy shows. Search for NerdSloth on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Music heard during the show is the Overwatch Victory theme, remixed by DJ Efficsha. Go to Efficsha.com to hear more. Presented by NerdSloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, catch us on YouTube and Twitch or visit us at nerdsloth.com.